In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Aileen Drexler. I'm having a relationship with my pizza. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workout. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I'm on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello and welcome to Dice Arts Tomorrow. I'm your host, Aileen, and I am very, very excited to introduce today's guest. She's a registered dietitian nutritionist who labels herself as an eat anything dietitian because she believes that life is already complicated. Why restrict yourself? Also known as at Nutrition Tea on social. Welcome to DST, Shauna Spence. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I always forget that what I have in like my bio. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, is yeah. there an update? No, not at all. That was great. I just, you know, it's one of those things where you hear it back. You're like, oh yeah, I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I was going to ask you about that. Is that mean anti-diet to you? Is that sort of the same thing? Yes. Um, I think sometimes I definitely uh, identify as anti-diet, all foods fit. Uh, food freedom, all of those things. And so sometimes it's helpful just to hear, yes, you can eat it all. Um, I also always just give that disclaimer, except if you're allergic to something, of course. But yeah, I think sometimes we need to remind ourselves, you can eat the things you like. Right. <laughs> Good reminder. <laughs> and I personally am a very big fan of your content. It's it's a great reminder to have what you share on my social feed, at least, because there's a lot of other stuff that clogs the feed, which then I like hang on to. So it's mm-hmm. so nice to see that, you know, as a reminder that like, you know, all foods fit. Why am I having certain thoughts? And so it's really great. So first, I want to hear about, you know, how you came to follow this philosophy, how you came to be a dietitian, registered dietitian who is anti-diet. Sure. I So I actually... Many, many moons ago, um, I actually worked in the fashion industry and I made the switch. um, My gosh, I think like 2014, 2015, um, I just decided to. Well, I was actually very interested in public policy at the time um, and just community health. And so that's when I decided to go to school for nutrition. And when I was uh, going to get my graduate degree, I actually didn't know at first what a dietitian was. I just thought, oh, nutritionist. So it was kind of interesting to see there is a big difference between just being a nutritionist and being a dietitian. And so I did all the things to become a dietitian. And I wasn't always in the um, anti-diet health at every size realm of things. You know, I like to say that when we're in school for any health professional, we sort of get our degree in diet culture, meaning we're taught how to tell folks to restrict 
and, you know, count calories and all of that stuff. And it's not very helpful. And I actually learned about this. I don't want to say movement because I think it's a lot bigger than that, but um, yeah. I learned about this side of things actually through social media. So I began listening and following other dietitians and I wasn't, you know, at first, like many others, I wasn't fully on board, but the more I began listening and researching and realizing, you know what, maybe what I learned wasn't correct. So that's sort of how I came into terms with what I'm doing now. That's interesting that you say about that, like the education to be a dietitian or nutritionist is there's a lot of diet culture within that. Do you mean that a lot of people who become dietitian or nutritionists are trying to help patients lose weight because that's the primary focus why you see people rather than just like general health? Definitely. Um, I think there's a lot of, so I also identify as health at every size, meaning mm -hmm. that um, I don't like to just prescribe or I don't at all like to prescribe weight loss for any sort of illness or disease out there. I think that there's health promoting behaviors we can all do, such as what we're eating or how we're eating. Um, I think sometimes people focus on just numbers and that causes a lot of stress and anxiety. And it's, it's not very helpful because people are so focused on numbers um, that they kind of lose focus on actual health promoting behaviors. And so in school, we're sort of taught, okay, this is what a person quote unquote should weigh, what they should be eating according to their size. But then when you get out into the real world, um, that's not, that's not applicable. Um, so it's very interesting to sort of take a detour <laughs> to what I was taught. Um, you know, there are some health professionals out there who still are very numbers driven, um, you know, and we can just agree to disagree, but, um, it's still out there, but yeah, I would say that getting a degree in diet culture is sort of accurate. <laughs> yeah. In terms of health at every size, can mm -hmm. you share a little bit more about, you know, I've had some episodes where we talk about this or mm -hmm. different practitioners talking about um, health at every size. Can you share with the listeners as a reminder kind of what it means and maybe what it doesn't mean? Because I think there's a lot of, you know, like it becomes sort of a phrase that people now just say, and it's mm -hmm. lost its meaning. Definitely. I think um, the best summary that I think I finally have come up with, because it, it is very misconstrued. Um, and just to be totally clear, I wasn't always on board with it because I also misunderstood it. So I get mm -hmm. the hesitation. I really do. But health at every size doesn't mean health at any size. Um, because I think people think that okay, you're just telling people who are at any size that it's fine, that they can just do keep doing whatever they're doing. And it's like, no, that's actually not what we're saying. We're saying that, um, first of all, I think uh, the BMI is a little bit, um, actually, it's very much outdated. Um, it was never a good representation of health. It was never meant to represent health um, for individuals. And so I think sometimes it's... Um, helpful to kind of break it down saying, we're trying to focus on health, meaning let's, I'm just going to name, let's say diabetes, right? If someone has diabetes, I think sometimes when they go to the doctor or maybe another health professional, they're just told, okay, if you lose weight, the diabetes will disappear. You, you won't have it. And that's not necessarily the case because when you look at it, 
you have to say there are some folks in thin bodies who also have diabetes. So what are they being told? And so actual health promoting behaviors, and this is just generalized, I always have to give this disclaimer. Um, you know, I would say, how about we focus on what you're eating, maybe getting in more fiber rich foods, maybe looking at eating consistently, maybe looking at eating actually more than you are, because a lot of people um, actually underfeed themselves, uh, you know, which is a surprise. Also getting a lot of sleep. Um, a lot of us, I mean, just being adults, I think in the climate that we're in, we're not getting enough sleep. We're not drinking enough water. You know, we're always stressed. So we're, you know, we're in these stressful environments. All of that has an effect on our health. You know, it's not just losing weight. It's all of those health promoting behaviors. So I think that it's very important and also movement. I think it's very important to focus on that because what happens is if people aren't losing weight when they're just being told lose weight and your problems go away. So if they lose weight and their problems still stay, that's, you know, that doesn't feel good. So it's mm -hmm. really just important to say, how about we actually look at the activities that you're doing? How about we focus on that? Um, so that's, that's sort of what health at every size means. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think the thing with any practitioner saying, prescribing, just lose weight mm -hmm. without any like supplemental info besides a, like a sheet that looks like it's been from 2001. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Like what a plate should look like. <laughs> you know, the problem really is that there's not enough like real nutrition education out there about like what's healthy. So like you saying, you know, eat in accordance to what's healthy, mm -hmm. that may cause weight loss, mm -hmm. but you're not like going to do some diet that will cause like quick weight loss that you can't sustain. And then you've made yourself more unhealthy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I just want to say also like those fad diets, um, the quick, like when we lose weight quickly, that's actually a sign of a serious problem. <laughs> so when I see people who, or I see, sorry, I see the magazines advertising, like lose weight, like 20 pounds in like two weeks. That's if you came to a doctor and said that they'd be like, Oh my gosh, like let's run some tests. You know, like, right. that's actually not yeah. good. So just want to also point that out. <laughs> Warmer weather is finally back after so many cold months. It's nice to get outside and soak up the sun, but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat,
throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y.com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, Newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Speaking of, you know, fad diets or just in general, like the way that diets are communicated, I feel like a lot of people are now on board that quick, fast weight loss is marketing. But there Mm -hmm. is still a lot of marketing communication that's not so obvious. And I think you talked about this in your content and in articles that I've read about like clean eating and Mm. detoxing and just people, you, you, you did a great reel about like, you should care about what you put in your body. And then that person looks at the ingredients and it just says like, they're eating potato chips and it just Mm -hmm. says potato oil and salt. And then the Mm -hmm. other person who's like making these judgments, it has like all these supplements and stuff. So could you talk about like, what are signs to sort of look out for or things that might seem like it's healthy eating, somebody's prescribing healthy eating, but it's actually not that good for you. And it's, and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's hidden in diet culture. What I notice, um, like a big red flag that I often tell people to look out for is if someone is giving everybody the same plan um, or the same, yeah, yeah, like the same, you know, fitness plan or um, eating plan. And that's a big red flag (laughs) Um, because no matter what I get, like when we're on social media, we also give generalized ideas, but Um, I also make a disclaimer, this is not meant for everybody, but oftentimes when you go to see these folks promoting things and you buy and you actually go to purchase something from them, it should be individualized. And oftentimes it's not. So I always tell people that's a big red flag. Often all of these things, like I know you just talked about the clean eating thing, which it drives me crazy because it's just sort of steeped in elitism you know, telling someone because what they're saying is generally eating clean means only eating fresh produce or fresh ingredients. 
It means um, what they say is only eat the foods that you can pronounce. And I find that really funny because when you look at the labels, oftentimes the complicated wording or verbiage is just vitamins and minerals spelled out. You know, I'm not a food scientist, but we did have to study that in school and I can definitely recommend some great food scientists, but just want to also point that out. So when someone's like, eat clean, you know, if you can't pronounce it, you shouldn't eat it. And it's like, but those words are just vitamins and minerals that are just spelled out. <laughs> it's, I promise right. you, it's not like as scary as you think. And like you said, the potato chips or, you know, what my real was about was just someone saying you shouldn't put that in your body because those are just really bad things. But when you look at labels, it's just what potato chips, potatoes, oil, salt. It's like, okay. And then when you look at all the supplements or powders, it's a gazillion ingredients. And mind you, I'm not saying powders are wrong. I think protein powders are great in smoothies when you're on the go. Um, I use some myself. I'm just saying, don't tell someone to eat clean to only, you know, not to eat certain ingredients and then turn around and, you know, it's hypocrisy. Um, and I say that it's sort of elitist because I, the point that I always try to make is that people choose quote unquote processed foods or packaged foods for many different reasons. And it drives me crazy when I see posts like, you know, eat clean or what have you, because people choose canned foods or packaged foods because of affordability. Um, a lot of times processed foods are made more palatable. For some people, people have trouble swallowing, people have trouble digesting food. So when it's processed, <laughs> it helps them digest, not to get all sciencey here. But, you know, that's just, that's sort of why things, you know, why uh, there's different options for people. So I want, I just would want people to think about that, to reconsider um, when they're posting that everyone should do, you know, this blanket mm -hmm. statement. So. I think also like the whole clean eating thing is there's a lot of misinformation. Like mm -hmm. maybe they'll feel like, oh, I'm I'm trying to be healthy, mm -hmm. but they don't actually know really <laughs> like what is actually processed in a way that is unhealthy or creates inflammation, as they say, versus what's processed in a way that makes you make sure you don't get sick from it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so can you talk more about what are things that actually might be demonized as processed, but not mm -hmm. actually bad for you. I'm saying everything in quotes. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I see the, <laughs> I see the little fingers going up. I, I do yeah. the same because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you can eat whatever you want. It's like Joey from Friends. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. Um, yes. So there's often times uh, too. I think uh, a lot of headlines often group processed foods together. And if you look at what's called the NOVA um, way of classifying processed foods, there's actually four categories. But I will say, I notice that people now are even saying, well, yes, I know that all foods are processed, you know, to some degree, but we should avoid ultra processed foods. However, even in that ultra processed foods category, that would include protein powders, which people are always selling and talking about any kind of supplement, also plant-based milks, um, meat alternatives, you know, all of those things are ultra processed. And what it means is that something is added to it um, just to make it either more palatable or just to, you know, either add uh, like a shelf stable quality to it, which isn't a 
bad thing. I think, you know, sometimes we do also kind of get lost in the idea of only eat fresh, but it's like, okay, you know, if, if you are a family of, I don't know, six, you want foods to, you know, you want more bang for your buck and, you know, having something that's shelf stable is important for some people. Or if you are a vegan or vegetarian, you're eating the meat alternatives or you're, you know, drinking the plant-based milks like oat milk. Oat milk is like having like a thing right now. Right. And it's very good, but that is an ultra processed food. (laughs) That's an ultra processed drink. I know. Which is fine, which is fine. So that's why, that's why I always say, I think that we need to normalize just, you know, not making everything scary because it's really about what it means. And ultra process really just means something is added to it, added to a food um, for many different reasons. Um, Just to, that was like a very broad, you know, summary, but I think that's how to best describe it, um, which doesn't make it unhealthy, quote unquote, unhealthy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So what's the difference between ultra and non Oh, sure. So non, so if we're talking (laughs) like, something that's not processed, like, you know, in the fall, when you go apple picking, when you go apple picking, and you pick that apple right from the orchard, right from the tree and eat it, that is an unprocessed food, you are good to go, right? So a processed food would actually, or I should say processed apple, very minimal would be the ones that we buy in the supermarket, right? So that is sprayed, you know, with something, um, even organic, I just want to point out that organic still uses different sprays and pesticides. Um, so that would be considered a minimally processed food because something's added to it because we're trying to preserve it, right? For, you know, when folks go shopping, which again is fine. <laughs> um, and uh, the third category is sort of like kind of in between that ultra processed, minimally processed food. And uh, the ultra process is kind of what I said, like where where something is just um, has a lot of additives. I don't want to use that word because I know it sounds scary, but it's really just something to keep a food shelf stable or to make it more palatable or to process it down. Because, um, again, not to not to get all sciencey, but a lot of foods like in hospitals, like, uh, you know, when when you have the IVs or the feeding tubes, those would be considered ultra processed and folks need to get in calories, right. you know, in order to heal when they're in the hospital. So not all foods are scary. <laughs> I hope that made sense. I know that was a rampage. No, that is <laughs> helpful. It's like it's really just, again, around education of knowing mm-hmm like what type of processing or what ingredients or additives are the ones that you don't want versus all of these mm-hmm. seem seem bad based on you know what you saw on an Instagram post as labeled as junk again oh, people gosh, aren't yeah. as informed and mm-hmm. I don't even and I do this like a lot and I still don't feel 100% informed about like what additives are mm-hmm. considered not scary yeah <laughs> and even when I see like those long words, like you said, and then in brackets says vitamin A or exactly. acid, I'm <laughs> yeah. still like, you know, is this okay that it's mm-hmm. at? like, you know, so you believe that all foods fit, right? Yes. But are there any foods <laughs> mm-hmm. that you would suggest to not avoid, but find alternatives because they are less processed or have different types of ingredients added? Mm-hmm. 
Well, I would say the foods to avoid are the ones you're allergic to, right? Definitely don't eat those. (laughs) The ones that you're intolerant to, um, you know, uh, those are the ones I definitely say avoid. Um, I think there's just a food for different occasions. Like, um, yes, is a potato chip the same thing as an apple slice? No. You know, (laughs) is the apple slice going to, or not even the slice, but maybe the apple, right, going to make you feel a little bit fuller? Um, Is it going to provide different vitamins, minerals? Yes, right? Like 100%. I'm not saying that those two are the same. I just think that there is a time for potato chips. Like potato chips can bring you joy when you want something like crunchy or you just want something with your sandwich. It's not necessarily wrong. But, you know, apples will definitely give you uh, a variety of fiber, variety of minerals, a variety, all of those things. And so what I like to tell people is because I think sometimes when we focus on what we can't eat or what's considered, quote unquote, unhealthy or, you know, a word that I personally don't like, like junk food. Um, I think people get very stressed because whenever they eat that food, they're just like, oh my gosh, I'm doing such a bad thing. Um, I think that there's a time and place for everything. I think that some foods, I know this is going to sound corny, but I say it all the time. Like some foods are going to provide you with vitamin A, with fiber, with protein. Some foods are just meant to provide you with joy, (laughs) with comfort. And that's okay. It's still providing you with something. And so I think that often, instead of looking at what we should not be eating or what's unhealthy, I say, well, what, what can we add to your plate? What can we add to your everyday? If we're looking at what you're eating, maybe we can add more fruits and vegetables. And when I say vegetables, I don't just mean green vegetables, because a lot of times people are like, I don't like, you know, salads. And I'm like, that's not the only vegetable, you know product there is, you know, so maybe we can add that in order to get more antioxidants in order to get those types of things. Um, I always tell people think about what you can add, you know, work that way instead of only thinking about restriction. I think it's easier personally. Right. And it's definitely less stressful. Mm -hmm. Okay. One more follow up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) There's also a lot of talk about foods though, that are you know, processed or shelf stabilization and things Mm -hmm. like that, that are made so that you can't have a normal serving size because Mm -hmm. it makes you want to, like you said, they make you feel comforted, but makes you kind of want to be comforted for a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. So how does one only have it during those certain occasions, you know, Mm -hmm. when it's made to make you keep eating it? Definitely. I think that it's important also to realize, like, I'm just going to use Oreos. Um, Just I I just saw a post about Oreos. So that's that's like the first thing that came to my mind. And so something like that, right, where it's like a very fun food, it's good, um, meaning it tastes good. I think that sometimes when we look at foods like that, we tend to try to keep them out of our apartments or homes, because we're just like, I'm going to eat the whole bag because it's so good. And so sometimes when we do feel, you know, the need to like buy a whole thing, like a whole package of Oreos, because we've been keeping it out of the house, because we're looking at it as a bad food because of that restriction, that can also lead to binging. 
Um, Cause we're just like, it's sort of that last supper mentality where you're like, okay, I, I know that I'm going to go back to being good, you know, like maybe uh, starting Monday. So let me just get in all the Oreos now. So we sort of have that mentality as well, but we can also pair. I think I'm a big fan of fair pairing foods. So something like Oreos, right? I, I'm personally allergic, but from what I hear, pairing it with something like peanut butter tastes really good. So when you're pairing something like that uh, with something with like a good fat or a good uh, protein choice, that also helps satisfy you. It helps also satiate you. And even if you don't have, even if you're, you know, not diagnosed with diabetes, we all could you know, think about our blood sugars, keeping them stable. So pairing something like that with a good protein slash good fat can also help stabilize us. So that can also be a suggestion, you know, for some. It's very nuanced, right? It depends on mm-hmm. the individual. But I, whenever I talk about this with clients or patients or even on Instagram posts, I always say, the more we keep these foods out of reach, and I know it sounds like it's counterproductive, but honestly, the more you keep seeing these foods in your home, they sort of kind of blend in with the others. Like they don't become as um, as scary anymore, you know, because they're just food. So I think it's important how we think about those types of foods and also the pairing idea, I think would help many people too. Yeah, that's a great call out. Mm-hmm. I think also from my experience is that if there's like a type of snack or snack type food that I mm-hmm. know that makes me like, you know, is satisfying for that moment, but then makes me want more mm-hmm. because of the taste, I'll just like make a mental note of that for the next time I eat it and make sure to drink a lot of water, like chips when they're salty and oily. Yeah. Like drink mm-hmm. a lot of water, allow yourself to eat it, but mm-hmm. also make note of how it makes you feel, not mm-hmm. just from a satisf- satisfaction standpoint, but like, are you so thirsty that like, that's why you're going for more or, you yeah. know, maybe you want a more like nutrient rich snack. That, yeah, you know, definitely. That's sort of part of intuitive eating, which I know is like another topic, but I just want to say quickly, part of um, that process of trying not to restrict and really allowing yourself to eat is also what you said is making note of how foods make you feel. So if you, let's say, if you get one of those family size bags of chips and you don't have a family, <laughs> right? And it's just like <laughs> one, of those things, one of those things where you're just like, oh my gosh, it's again, like that last supper kind of effect. Yeah. Really, I think it's helpful, as you just pointed out, to really note how is this going to make me feel? Or after, you know, because of that restriction, you go into the binge. How did that just make you feel? Maybe let's avoid that feeling for next time. So it is a lot of kind of talking to yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. Not out. Well, maybe out loud. I don't know. But yeah. (laughs) You brought up intuitive eating. I mean, I I read the book. I, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm very well versed in intuitive eating, but do you practice intuitive eating with your patients or is, is it something different? Definitely. I, I do follow those principles. I read, I also read the books. I'm a big fan. I think that it's a very practical approach to eating. And so, yes, it's sort of like in that anti-diet realm of things. And I, so what I do, I actually don't, for me personally, whenever I have a client, I don't talk, I don't use the words intuitive eating because I think for some people, 
they get confused because of the principles of intuitive eating. They sort of feel like it's another diet, even though it is not, right? It's just kind of getting back um, in tune with our bodies. But because they're like these 10 principles, they feel like rules to some folks. So it, it can feel overwhelming. So I actually say, for me personally, again, <laughs> I just call it your like someone's perfect way of eating according to them, their bodies. Because again, how we eat will very much be different um, from each other. But I think I, I think the points of intuitive eating are really great and so important. Of course, you know, there's different things that we need to address, right? Like access to food would help, you know, to even begin <laughs> intuitive eating yeah. and all these things. But I think that it is really a great approach. So I always recommend those books also. Mm-hmm. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So you also did a post, you were asking people to identify like whether they care about certain things versus another thing. And one of that was, do you care about health as a whole Mm -hmm. or are you just attracted to health on the surface level of it? And I thought that was, I was like, well, she needs to explain. So (laughs) I need to hear more because that's interesting. And I would love to know like, what's an example of surface level versus as a whole? And why does it matter? Yeah, no, that's good. Because I sometimes I do stuff like that just to have people think, right? Because I think and let me just be clear, like, I am not anti powder supplement, like you can do whatever you want, or green juices, whatever, like I am not anti any of that. I do all those things myself. But there's there seems to be this disconnect with a lot of wellness influencers that I see on social media or that I hear about, um, where they're telling people, okay, to be healthy, you need to do this. And it's usually like their powders that usually they're selling, let's be honest, right? Usually, (laughs) or they're drinking like a juice, like a fresh juice, or they're taking like all these supplements. And in order to be healthy, in order to be the epitome of health, this is what you need to do. And my thing is, okay, why is that considered healthy? Right? Like, why are we saying that the epitome of health is drinking a juice that is like, just like, I don't know, kale, cucumber, like apple, something like that. So why are we saying that's good? But, you know, first of all, that juice is like $17, right? Well, at least here in New York, I don't know about any other place, but I know in New York, it's costing like $17. And, you know, for some people, one, they don't have access to that financially. You know, it's not 
easiest. You know, they can barely sometimes even here in New York, where I am, they can't even um, some grocery stores are more than a mile away. So, you know, to tell someone just do this in order to be healthy, that's very much, again, sort of an elitist attitude. And also, you can't just say, tell everyone to do that. You have to look at what everyone has access to. So when we say these blanket statements, like I think that it's very, usually a very pretty attractive influencer saying, just do this, you know, and that's surface level to me. Because yes, the green juice, I'm sure tastes delicious, but to tell people that's what they should do, what everyone should do for health, I don't think that's correct. (laughs) I'll just put it that way. Right. Like I said, I know social media cannot be individualized, but when you make blankets, blanket statements like that, it can get a little um, iffy. And so that's sort of the point I was getting at. Like, I'm not putting any of that down. Like I said, I love the juices myself. I take supplements, you know, that are for me that I need, but to tell someone else to do the same thing, because I think people forget that not everyone can afford that. Not everyone has access to that. You know, we like food isn't readily available for everybody. Um, So I also work in public health, which is why I'm very passionate about that, because I know that food because I work in public health. So I know that food isn't readily available for everyone. So that's that's sort of what I meant from that post, Um, just just to get people to think a little bit more, not to like really put anyone's way of thinking down, but just to say, hey, maybe that's not what we need to be telling people, you know. Right. I'm a fan <laughs> of your content. So you did a post of, oh, thank you. <laughs> of you drinking green juice and saying like, this is, you know, yeah. green juice is great. It provides a lot mm-hmm. of vitamins and all of that, but it's not like the antidote to like, definitely not, be, you know, it's, it's not magic elixir potion. that's yeah. going to make you just healthy all of a sudden. And I think also like a lot of people who mm-hmm. are influencers, maybe they're not saying like, drink this juice because and it'll make you healthy. They're just sort of drinking it. And people who are watching were like, I want to be healthy. Maybe I'll be, or I, mm-hmm. I want to look like them. So I need to start drinking juice, but they're still doing everything else the same. So that's how I sort of interpreted you mm-hmm. that post about health as a whole. It's like, it's on the user to just be a more aware of like all of their behaviors and everything that they're eating. And like adding a juice would be healthy, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But, you know, are you doing other things that are counteracting Mm-hmm. that or are you just doing it from a, just to look like that person do you exactly. feel like this is going to make you seem like mm-hmm. you're cool you know yeah so to fit in and so that's why sometimes i think like influence mm-hmm. with, with wellness is a little dangerous on social media totally and you just i never actually thought of it like that that's actually a really good way to look at it it sort of is like being in the in club or like the popular kids club where you're just like, oh my gosh, I want to be like that. And you're right because not, not every time we have our like juice or whatever it is, we're we're saying to do this, but people, it's how you market yourself on your platform. You don't have to say it, but if you're implying that it's sort of the same thing. Um, So that's actually a great point. And, you know, just to point out too, you know, even the onus to be on the user it's still, you know, there's still so many things that are important that somebody can't control, like somebody, you know, with finances, especially with the climate that we're in now, a lot of folks have lost jobs. Um, So, you know, access to healthcare is not accessible for everybody. Um, You know, all of these other things that actually matter for quote unquote health, 
some people just don't have access to. So, you know, yeah, it's just important. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And a reminder also, there should be disclaimers on all these Mm -hmm. posts that the majority of people are not like this. Yeah. (laughs) Like (laughs) the world (laughs) is not like you know, the social, that doesn't reflect real life. Mm-hmm. People just in their apartments making plant-based meals mm-hmm. and telling you they eat like three things, you know, that's not the majority, not even close to the majority of people or remotely what, like you said, have access to, mm-hmm. can afford, you know, all of those things. It's just, it's not the majority of people. So if anything, those are kind of making people feel worse about their situation and not better. It's not helpful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) While it is not right to say it's on the onus of the user, always have that in the back of your mind to not be so influenced Mm -hmm. by that. Because I sometimes catch myself just watching plant-based videos. I'm like, should I be plant-based? Yeah. Like, is that going to be like the answer to like my whole life? Right. And I remind myself, (laughs) no, that's not. Yeah. I I enjoy some meats. Mm -hmm. Um, Adding vegetables is good. Mm -hmm. Meats have certain qualities and nutrients that you can't find in all plants. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to move on to the next post about the Kardashians. Like right. it's just sort of <laughs> move on because I think it can, it can get a little bit of a, a rabbit hole. It's like looking for the things that you don't do as the answer to your issues when that's not really at all helpful. 100%. Yeah. No, agreed. It's more like your content. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I want to talk about food judging. Yes. Because I know you talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. You post a lot about like sort of two people talking and one is judging and one oh, is yeah. reacting, uh-huh. right? What does it mean to have food judgment? Like where do you see it happening in most cases? And why isn't it not good? Um, it, it can come from anywhere. Like I notice a lot of people like stories from family members, um, loved ones, you know, because I think that when it comes from family or even friends or whoever, like folks close to us, I think it's coming from, it is most of the time, it's coming from a place of love, which is why it's so hard to shake. Um, You know, I I have compassion for people who are still, you know, who have to go through that, you know, because oftentimes, let's just say, you know, your mom or your dad, they, they are hearing things and they just want the best for you. So they're like, okay, like maybe you shouldn't add that second helping to your plate, or maybe you should not eat this or that. And it's hard, right? It's hard to tell, you know, mom and dad, okay, leave me alone, (laughs) you know? So oftentimes 
you know, again, it's, it's not helpful, right? Because why, why are we looking at what someone else is eating, especially if they're an adult? I think that's so interesting when, uh, you know, I always see these scenarios of like, Thanksgiving or whatever kind of holiday we're celebrating and the family's all together and you're, you know, someone's eating and they're just like, why is that on your plate? It's like, they're an adult. Like, why are we, (laughs) you know? So it's hard. It's, it's very hard. And oftentimes that just leads, I call it sort of bullying. I know, you know, I know it's not the same thing as like, you know, like a school bullying or what have you, but, you know, to really just make someone feel bad about their choices it's not good, you know, and, and like I said, I know it's coming from a place of love if it's, you know, family, um, but it's hard. And oftentimes that, again, leads people in some gate, in some cases to have more stress, stress on our bodies. I know I sound like a broken record, but stress actually is very damaging to our bodies. Um, so again, that's not great for health. So if you really care about someone's health, why are you putting them in a stressful environment where they feel ashamed? So that's, that's one, right. And, you know, also they can make their own choices. You know, it's not, I don't, I don't think people realize that whenever you're embarrassing somebody like unintentionally, even that's also making someone feel shameful. Why would you do that to a loved one? So, yeah, so I, I'm not a big fan of, you know, commenting the unsolicited comments on someone's plate. I think it actually has the opposite effect of whatever someone's intent is. You know, I always say our intent does not equal our impact (laughs) at all. Mm -hmm. So I I just think that people should be more mindful. And also, I feel like a lot of people, so we're talking about other people who are not Mm -hmm. listening. So we're the... We're the receivers of the judgment, but sometimes we can be the judges without really realizing Mm -hmm. what are some sort of, you know, shady Mm -hmm. (laughs) judgments that we might be making that we don't realize that we are are actually judging Mm -hmm. other people's foods and how can we kind of stop? Yeah, I think a lot of times too, speaking about health at every size, and I think there's like a fat liberation, um, I'm using... That's their quote. So I don't want to make anyone listening feel offended uh, by that word fat or large bodied. Um, But I think most of the time when someone is in that type of body, it comes, there's more shame um, or they're judged more often, right? When someone is literally just living their life eating, you know, and someone is like, why are they eating like that? Why, you know, why? Wouldn't they want something more healthy? And it's just like, you're not in that person's life. You know, you're looking at what, like half an hour of their whole day. You know, you don't know what they ate before. Not that it matters because again, it's none of your business, right? But you don't know what they ate before. You don't know what they ate after. You don't know their lab results because you're not their doctor, right? You don't know if they're healthy or unhealthy. You're just seeing an image of someone eating or someone living their life and that's offending you. Why? You know, like, why is that so, you know, why is that bringing out such a visceral reaction? You know, also, well, recent, recent events, right, with that swimsuit, the Sports Illustrated cover with all that controversy. I'm like, why? Like, she's just on a cover. Why is that bringing out such a reaction for you? (laughs) Um, So again, it's just, you know, we're judging, but we have to catch ourselves. Why? Um, And I'm not saying I'm perfect, but it's just like, you have to think. Like, why, why do you care so much? 
you know, mm-hmm. someone's not asking for your opinion, don't give it. <laughs> right. Well, I can tell you why it's projection. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Project like insecurity. Yeah. <laughs> Projecting your insecurity. <laughs> yeah. It's projection. You're you're protecting your belief system. Mm-hmm. And if anyone just is doing something differently than you, it goes against what you do. And therefore exactly. you need to defend your actions without really considering that person's feelings. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's it's all <laughs> about insecurity. Yeah. And it's it's so it's so funny to me because I'm just like, don't you realize that's what you're doing? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's a lot of elitism too, mm-hmm. like 100%. how we've been talking about. You think that you are superior because of your choices mm-hmm. and your access without also thinking about it. A lot of people on diets, I've had the same feeling like when you're on a diet and you're really like losing weight mm-hmm. and you're just like on this high mm-hmm. and you just feel like everyone, you have the answers. <laughs> exactly. And you need to spread the word when, you know, talk to me a year later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the you weight know, comes back. Just, You're like, oh crap. Work. But right. I've been on the receiving end of judgments from like mm-hmm. older people, like you said, parents and grandparents and whatever, separating the person and their comments because their comments have been going around in their brain circling, like just finding a home forever. Mm-hmm. And they just want to, it just wants to leave their mouths and not as nothing to do with you. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Shauna. This has been such a great conversation. It's so nice to meet you virtually. (laughs) Are you taking on new patients? Where can people find you on social media? Definitely. So my social, I'm pretty easy to find because all my social media is The Nutrition Tea. So Instagram, Twitter, figuring out TikTok, uh, I don't know. But also my website, The Nutrition Tea. And yes, I have like a client intake form if you would like to work together can just fill that out and send it to me to see if it's a good fit. But that's where you can find me. That's great. Well, that is it for this episode of Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'll be back this Thursday to answer all of your dear DST questions. Everyone go follow Shauna at the nutrition team. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow and follow me at Aileen and send in all of your questions and anything you ever want to know and have us answer it on DST. Thursdays at DST at Betches.com. And please, if you love the show, leave a review, give us five stars. I would just really appreciate it. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) And we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Stacey Wong, and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.